I don't know. This is confusing. I mean, Ain't Misbehaving does sound like it could be like a 1998 top of the R&B chart song. Yeah. So it could just be a... I might have danced to it to a, at, a high, at a middle school dance. Ooh, saucy. All right, I'm, I'm good to go. All right. We're, uh, are we already going? Well, yeah, it's, it's always recorded. Never stops recording. This is, this is Internet Show. Where we talk internet music. Hi, I'm host. Along with me is co-host. How is co-host? Co-host is emotion. Oh, good, good. Uh, affirmative expression. Affirmative expression. Anyway, so holiday, holiday, uh, holiday, ho- ho- holiday, holiday, holiday. Um, <laughs> there's there's this uh, band called Not. I think it's N A U G H T. They have this really stupid song where like I think it's like sort of like a pretty simple electronic beat and then there's like random it's just like him asking questions and in a very like i don't know dry tone so like halfway it's like seven minutes long he's just like how's the kids how's the family how's the kids how's the family it's are you waiting for the streetcar uh (laughs) i think he was inspired by by that but the the uh the uh, the Omarathon is is on ice, so we had to figure out something to do. Omar got his gun and badge taken away, and right. now he's going. Uh, he's he's deep undercover <laughs> with at the driving. Uh, yeah, they they released a new EP. We can get that to that at a different day. But you know, if you went out on record store day, you got on the the record store Black Friday, or if you have an awesome significant other who goes out for you while you have to work. You could have gotten that sweet uh, Coke bottle with bone splatter uh, at the driving EP. Or, if you're one of the super lucky, the uh, black with mint swirl limited, super limited edition that was in only a hundred of the of the of the record, or whatever, the sleeves. They like randomly shuffled them in there. And if have you seen a photo of this? I have. I don't think it's as bad as you think it is. I think it's fucking nightmare concoction <laughs> i mean colored vinyl is always weird for me like i nine times out of ten i'll go for a black one just you know straight standard um and i i brought i've i don't think i brought this up on the podcast before i might be thinking of a different situation but do you find that you treat your colored vinyls or picture discs differently than you would a standard black one because i find that i handle them more gingerly for some reason i feel like i handle them worse because i'm like i can't see all the the embellishments so i'm just like ah fuck it whatever yeah that, that makes sense <laughs> like my I, i'm pretty sure i've just used my scab dates vinyl as a frisbee when uh, when options were limited yeah sca- scab dates is is a, a pretty good uh picture disc example it's definitely uh there's definitely a picture on that disc people let me report can can <laughs> confirm i have been there <laughs> I kind of have I have I told you did I bring up the the X-ray vinyl on here before? Have you heard of that? I don't think so. So, uh in the 50s um in Russia there would be people who who, who would um they'd get lath cuts smuggled in and they'd have printing presses from uh you know pre-revolution times 
and um, or you know whatever they were using to to pump out the the communist shit. Um, and they would because they didn't have access, you know, the 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 vinyl itself was regulated. They would use discarded uh, X-ray, um, you know, photos. Uh, to uh to press the records on and so you could get like fats weller with somebody's like head scan it's it's pretty crazy but how, how was the, the audio quality on that because that's pretty oh it'd be shizer man but it's it's still cool it's still cool as shit it is cool uh, it's just... it wouldn't even they wouldn't even cut it it would it would still be a square So it'd almost be like a primitive um, flexi disc. They're they're usually square too, right? Yeah, yeah, and they also don't. I don't remember how they sound, but I mean, I have a bunch of like Yugoslavian prints of albums because when I inherited my dad's record collection, I got a bunch of uh, a bunch because he grew up in Hungary. So I have like Yugoslavian Hard Days Night. I mean, it's still in English, but then all the all the text and stuff is in whatever U- Yugoslavia did in. Yugoslavia, that's that can't be correct, but I still like it. <laughs> exactly. So it is me, Yugoslavia. <laughs> what a wacky time! Kid, 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 the, the millennials these days—they don't—they can't appreciate Yugoslavia. It wasn't there anymore. They're like, "What is this?" Or like, "Let me tell you." There's this car called Yugo. It was futuristic. Uh, it was great. Great times. Great times. But so we didn't have a marathon anymore so we decided what we're like what are we gonna do and uh chris and i were talking um and chris goes i have a bunch of crazy music from across the world that we should listen to and i was like sign me up and now we have this episode that's uh yeah how i met your mother right there (laughs) It's pretty much the plot to How I Met Your Mother. It's it's got a better ending. <laughs> if Ted Mosby just hopped on Bandcamp and was like, "Oh, there's my mother," or your kid's mother, whoever's mother, it'd be better than whatever that mess was. But <laughs> we got three albums uh, of varying origin and time stampage and country, and uh, I where where do we even want to start? Where do we even want to start? I would I would say that we we start in the the island of Chile. Wait. Okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> um Electro Domesticos. So all all of these albums I got from um I found out about them from uh good old Reddit, the uh, that that lovely lovely little corner of the internet and um they have uh, a bunch of different subsets in the music um subreddit where um, it'll, you can you can cater it to be like uh, all right. I want um, posts between X number of upvotes and Y number of upvotes. So it's like you're not getting the top rated stuff all the time. You're you're going a little bit deeper, um, getting stuff that that may be a little bit more left field. And so that's where all these albums came from. And um, Electro Domesticos is is a it, it, it's a really cool one. I'm um uh it it will instantly bring to mind thoughts of uh my life in the bush of ghosts uh Mm. the the david byrne brian eno excellent album except this has a little bit more musicality to it it's less um you know sonic collage in the background with uh um 
you know voice samples on top there's there's more instrument playing on this um i kind of get the vibe <laughs> that it sounds like one of them got their hands on it and they were like you know let's do our own version of this because it's like five years after the fact um it sounds pretty similar and i don't know i'm i'm still into it though i'm still very much into it because uh it 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 feels like the soundtrack to to like a, a noir movie that's set in like Mexico City or, or uh, Caracas or or some um, South American city. Um, it has this really cool cyberpunk dystopian vibe to it with uh, the the use of um, voice samples mixed with uh, all the very '80s sounding production techniques, which um, I'm usually averse to '80s production, but on this one I feel that it has. A little bit more life in the sound. It's it's less dry. It ha- it's a little bit more rod. Has some grit in it. Um, what did you think about the production? I think the production. Are you, are you a fan of eighties production? Do you no. know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, right? hard no, hard no. That and that's why often uh, one of my favorite drummers, D'Anthony Parks, whenever he does solo stuff and he loves his eighties sounding stuff, I usually don't dig it a whole lot because it's just very. It has a very eighties production sound. Uh, as much as I love Prince, there's a lot of times where Prince, like the production of the music, is just very like it has this very dated feel. Um, I'm sure. If oh, yeah. you're I'm sure if you're around, you know, like if you were in the world of Stranger Things and you were fighting monsters and dog monsters and whatever, you were like, oh, this music is kicking. It's great. It's it's a good time. But uh, like the moment it, it it stepped outside of like the norm, it dated itself. Like kind of like kind of like new metal, you know. The moment we went outside its acceptability, it dated itself beyond repair. And was uh, it ever acceptable? I I feel that the only group, and it's not really new metal per se, but the only group to ever nail rap and rock was Rage Against the Machine, and everybody else, it was just like Hot Topic City. Well, that that's a great discussion for another for another day. (laughs) Because I think we could really dive into that new metal K hole and come out different and worse people. Um, oh man! But... <laughs> the pain. We're, we're gonna dig through that corn discography one one day. We, we just oh know my it. god! Um, no, no. So no, I I'm with you. Normally, I'm not a big fan of that sound, but it is so screwy in this in this album. It's the production value is pretty raw like you mentioned raw uh, raw lo-fi would be another word uh it's just it's got a grittiness to it and i don't know if that was a conscious choice or a budgetary choice i mean it may just be a generation thing because um i have the the pressing page for this open and it looks like it got pressed it was pressed on cassette initially four times Yes, it got two cassette releases and two LP releases um, in 86, and that was it. And then it came back again on CD in 06. So it could it could just be a master tapes thing. I mean, um, you know, things weren't really good in Chile at the time, which is definitely conveyed through the, the, the album. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was just uh, the recording environment itself. Right. But it sounds cool, I think. No, and that's... I that's absolutely correct where it's it's got this grittiness which i think helps the album out a lot so it's it's got this sort of fuzziness this distortedness it's sort of this weird little arc this little artifact um i i remember you mentioning the my life in butches of ghosts comment and i 
I, I get where you're coming from. At the same token, I disagree. Like, there, there's definitely some influence. I almost kind of got the sense of, like, they probably watched Blade Runner a few times after a few uh, hashish cigarettes and were like, let's, 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 uh, let's make our own soundtrack to this movie. Um, with the, probably they had like a bad Spanish dub of it with Harrison Ford, like way off, like sounding way off. And, um, cause not I the got, director's cut either, which was a bad mistake on their part. Bad, bad luck. Look, Harrison Ford, has to enhance, Harrison Ford has to enhance the image for the next 20 minutes and you're along for that ride. Um, he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> he sat before me babbling about the rain. <laughs> Um, but, my voice. That's my voiceover. <laughs> you're doing great. You're doing. You should. You should make your own version of it. Thank you. Uh, yeah. But I got. I got a sort of like a sort of a future. There's like a very futuristic vibe to it. Um, even just from the aesthetic, the aesthetic of the of the cover, this sort of distorted um image with this sort of futuristic text on it. Uh, the name Electrodomesticos, which uh is just home home appliances. That's that's what it translates to. That was a interesting yeah. interesting discovery. Um, but so it's got that like dirt, dirty future sound to it, which I think is kind of cool. And one of the things the eighties got right is it, they would make futuristic films, but they're all sad and dirty. Um, the music, the music you said like has a very eighties sound. Um, but there's some re there's some sections where it just rips really hard, especially near the end. Um, yes. the, la- the last track, which apparently translates yourself to help yourself to an empanada. Um, yeah, that was a cool track. It reminded me, I don't know if you're as big of a King Crimson fan as I am, but the last song of their album, Beat, is called Requiem, and it's just, like, them jamming super hard. And it reminded me of that, just them, the whoever's on this album, just going ballistic. Um, and there's a lot of moments like that where the guitar is just, like, on the song Gritsko, uh, which yes. is the Gypsy, or Tai Tai. Um, they're just going ballistic. And there's, there's sort of this steady little uh, drum machine the guitarist is going crazy, and then there's just these weird voice samples, and it makes for just such a it's it's this very strange but very enjoyable little gem. Yeah, I would say this album is one of the first that comes to mind when I think of like a crate digger's dream. You know what I mean? It's yes. such like a, a a left of center thing that they have going on, and it's really not something you're going to find elsewhere. You know, in America or any other country. You know up to and including chile um my favorite track i think was uh um what's the name of it i don't want to butcher this i want to i don't want to let my six years of spanish down <laughs> i'm looking at the translations just to save myself the embarrassment. Uh, no estas viviendo bien we are not living well um <laughs> uh that's the one that's the one with the call in response with the preacher guy and the the chilean translator i want you to hear me i love it It it's really catchy it was really Um, it was really cool and Um, uh i i got a little uncomfortable with andy panda goes to germany where there's the random hitler speech samples i was like The the Hitler speech and then I forget if it's the track before it or or the two tracks before it, but the one with the where it's all porn samples. Yes, like just, and you know that it's like okay, so this is this is from Chile, third world country, communist ruled, mid eighties. Like this this could be some like some really sketchy porn that they're sampling. Like we don't know what's going on here. And it's got the correct me if I'm wrong. It's got like the squishy wet noises. Oh yeah, they're in there. <laughs> 
Like I can't like at first you hear that and I'm like, is it just like a sample of people eating, which is one of the things I hate the most in this world, um, is wet mouth noises. And I'm this like, is no. a very anti ASMR record for yeah. all for all you out there. <laughs> not not pleasant sounds. No, definitely not. It's just people chewing on chips and uh, reading the Bible. I think that is Gritsko, uh, which translates to the gypsy. Um, but yeah, it's it's like I remember that and being I was like, what the fuck is going on? But at the same time, or it might have been I loved her. I I can't remember. But there's uh, that song. I was doing some uh, some research, huh? Before um, crazy, uh, we got yeah right. We got on here, and I guess that was a that was a minor radio hit. I like, saw that it's, too. It's a song that people knew, which is kind of crazy to think about. Like people picking up the rest of this album and just being zonked the fuck out. Oh man, you know that radio hit—a bunch of electronic jamming with uh, a porn playing on top. That's that's a bit that's a banger. Yeah, uh, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This reminded me of something like uh, Andy Voltel would. This whole album that he would grab Plunder Phonics the shit out of, and then not tell you where he found it. Yes, we got it first, so suck it, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like I like it a lot. I, I think I've said that before, but it is. I think it's it's a super super fun album. It's obviously super bizarre. I think people, if you're into strange little experimental music, if you like your if you like your electronic music deep and strange, you should pick this one up, and I think you'll really really like it because there's a, there's a lot to gain from it. Um, it's it's very off, but uh, there's there's some really I think clever use of sampling before that was sort of a really really big thing. Um, I think there it's one of the examples of that eighty sound being used in a unique and creative way, and I think that stems less that it's less inspired by Western music. So instead of creating you know these electric you know the this drum machine and this uh, very high flying guitar sounds that normally would be like made to dance music it's made to strange disturbing uh plunder phonics music yeah i would i would um i i enjoy it a lot too uh like i said it, it just feels like a crate digger's dream like someone who like anyone who's passionate about music i feel would would be able to like listen to this and be like damn i'm glad that you know i found this um but yeah, I would I would definitely anyone who is adventurous, I, I would say do not do not sleep on this because this is a it's a it's a trip that you know you you won't be able to take elsewhere. It reminded me a bit of like uh, Infinity Drips, but I actually want to listen to it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know because they're not they're not sampling music. That's that's the one difference. Um, it's just the the voice samples. I don't know if if uh, if Infinity Drips was like this was like uh, you know Neo Future Blade Runner uh, Middle East. I'd be I'd be pretty into that though. Apparently, definitely more so than than OG Infinity Drips. As much as I like it, OG Infinity Drips. OG ID. The the Chilean edition of Rolling Stone ranked this as the twenty fifth best uh, Chilean record of all time. I would agree. I would say uh, props to Chilean Rolling Stone Chile. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they they didn't have like six Bob Dylan records they had to put on the list so they could be a little bit more adventurous. Nope. Now they can do it. 
But yeah, give give this one a find it. It might be difficult. It's on YouTube if I'm not mistaken. You can find the whole thing on there. Yes. And give it's it on it's uh it's 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 a cool thing to listen to at once as well. Like the the one thing that I'll say a broad statement about the three of these albums is that they're all sort of three different flavors of a of a fever dream. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um and so this this is sort of like the 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 weird beginning um of that dream and I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. Um it's it's great night driving music. Uh I don't know if you're playing Dave Sex or something, put it on in the background. If you're if you're playing if you could only find like a Spanish torrent of Dave Sex and are too lazy to change the in game language to English again, then uh put this on. It will work brilliantly. Yes. <laughs> so where where do you think the fever dream Oh, side note, right before we get to the next album, I pulled up, I could only find a, a Spanish Wikipedia page for these guys, um, and the image has one of the members playing a Chapman stick, and uh, it makes the band that much better, and I'm also just not surprised. I found this picture of them um, with, uh, they were like wearing welder's masks upside down, that looked pretty avant-garde, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i i feel like i've checked out or maybe i didn't because i couldn't find it but i feel like i've checked out their other music and i don't remember uh chapman stick being involved so i'll definitely uh give them a second look look out for that stick hash that's a uh, hashtag look out for the stick <laughs> <You know. laughs> look out for the stick look out for the stick folks um, they are still putting out. They just put out an album this year, uh, X Humanity. Dios mio! Oh. So they're still they're still going strong, uh, rocking that that Chilean experimental scene. Um, but yeah, home appliances still under warranty. <laughs> I was trying to find these guys on Wikipedia, you know, sorry on Google, and then I just kept getting like pictures of electric kettles and toasters and shit, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I'm like, oh, I see. <sighs> Ah, see. <laughs> one, one step ahead of the curve. Um, I feel like from here, the electronic, the electronics would get a lot simpler, which would lead us in our fever dream of world music, which would lead us to Maman Sani's La Musique Electronique du Niger. Uh, I, yeah. pro- I probably butchered that, but um, it's a West African... Uh, from Niger's uh from Niger uh, an avant-garde artist and he, if I'm he got his hand on a uh this this artist got his hand on a uh, like an electric organ or I forget the exact instrument I'm thinking of um and it sounds like it's just a Rhodes but I'm not sure I haven't looked at um I don't think they have it listed on the Bandcamp page and so he where I, I feel like other artists would have created a much more poppy electronic sound. He creates these little weirdo sounds, not soundscapes, but little, I don't even know what to call them. They feel like little improvisations, have sort of a jazziness to them. Um, I, I, I also really like this album, but I can't tell if I love this album because it's brilliant or just completely off the rails nonsense. Um, I I haven't made a decision yet. I would I would definitely not call it nonsense. So let's let's dive in there. What what makes you think um, 
it's a little bit random. It's definitely a little bit random. Um, and part of it is these feel like all single takes. Um, there are times in the music where the, the, the audio quality just gets worse for like 30, like 10, 10, 15 seconds and gets better. So it definitely like he had like someone walked in front of the microphone while he was recording. Um, there are moments where I can't tell if they're like mistakes. Cause he'll play a little passage. The timing sounds a little off and then he'll play the passage again and it sounds a little bit tighter. So it has this very raw, um, Innoc- there's a raw innocence was the word I or the two words I kept thinking of. Oh so yeah, that, and so that's why I can't tell if I'm like, oh, it's just kind of it's got a there's an interestingness to it because it has this sort of like just hey, I'm just doing this thing and I'm putting it out there, or it like it's very deliberate in its in its construction and its execution. I haven't figured that out for myself, but uh, it's 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 really curious. Um, pretty much every song is just like a little a little drum sample, little loop. And then him, like, and then a little background melody he creates, and then he just kind of impro- plays over it, and it's, at, like, only 35 minutes. It's, it's, a uh, I, I don't even know how to, des- I'm trying to describe it, but it's, it's, it's a quirky little number. It reminded me a lot of, um, uh, music for films, but, uh, had a little bit more movement to it, the, the Brian Eno album. It sort of has that same... Uh, very condensed, very small uh, miniature sound to it. Um, but I, I do agree that it does sound um, one take, though, and I, I definitely think that that's a, a strength to it. It does have that raw innocence to it, which um, is also my favorite uh, channel on RedTube. I like watching uh, the raw innocence. <laughs> 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 um, uh, and uh yeah the the one thing that kind of sucks about it is he he does kind of only use two uh drum machine patterns straight from the from the key uh keyboard but um which i think part of it is that then that reminded me a bit almost of uh wesley willis which was a wonderful sh- uh, artist from chicago and by wonderful he chicago's was, hero you know wesley willis oh but, yeah, yeah and he he released like ten thousand albums all from castillo keyboard presets Uh, I was trying to remember my favorite lyric of his, and it's definitely "suck my dick with hoisin sauce." <laughs> I liked Birdman kick um, my ass, but go on. Yes, yes. <laughs> was it? Did he do a Birdman one? I thought it was. I thought it was just Spider Man. Was he alive when Birdman came out? Well, there was the original '70s Birdman. I didn't know there was a there was a second Birdman. No, there was a, there was an original Birdman before the Harvey Birdman attorney at law. He also hosted oh, yeah. Space, he also hosted Space Ghost Coast to Coast for one episode. I completely forgot about that one. I was I was solely thinking of um, <laughs> the the Alejandro Inarritu film. Oh no no I'm talking about the cartoon not not the, the not the very highbrow but excellent. Uh, film that with all the sweet ass jazz drumming yeah excellent excellent soundtrack fyi uh definitely in the top five i would say um which this album sounds nothing like but go on this album sounds absolutely nothing like um 
but yeah, I liked it. I you know I feel that it has a one take thing, but it doesn't feel like random or uh, or improvised. Even it sounds like these are songs that were composed in practice, and maybe he didn't have enough money to record a second take, and so he did just one. This is the only album that he ever put out. Um, it was recorded in seventy nine and eight, uh, but yeah, I think late seventies. I think. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I really like it. It's it's it it. My one complaint with it is that it, it just it flies by so fast. It's such a pleasant sound, and um, those thirty six minutes really melt away. Absolutely. Well, so in looking at the band camp, um, what it says is that he it, he went to the studio in nineteen seventy eight um, with his little electronic organ. So it's just this one instrument um, where it was transposed and overdubbed in two takes. So this is it is just two. It's two goes at it and that's probably all the time and money he had and then they were gonna and then they wanted to release the minister of culture so i think the government was going to release this to kind of be like hey check out the great music of our country and it didn't go very far um i wonder why right uh (laughs) but there it's it is a it's it's fun it's a fun little album and it's uh i so it puts things into a little bit more context i'm assuming that all the little drum tracks are just uh presets on the organ that he kind of had going and then he plays over them and so it, it reminds me of a bit of an artist on a shoestring budget probably had you know like 10 bucks to to put this thing together no no major you know no big record labels putting this thing out so it's just whatever he can put together and and so it makes sense then too you have these moments in the album where the the audio quality dips comes back up so it's there's and again it goes back to that innocence thing where it's just it's this it's this person from this country which probably doesn't have this big big uh mega corporate music scene and so this is this is how they put a record together and um there's some really creative things in here that it's kind of funny that in a sense uh, i got noted i i there's moments on here especially that last track tunan which sounds like a a a slow dance song from the 80s um where it almost it like it reminds me of music that then got picked up in like the chill wave scene, uh, glow-fi, that little weirdo genre. But those like lo-fi synthesizer genres that then popped up within the past five to ten years. Oh, definitely. Like I swear to God, if you do, you ever hear of Night Jewel? Of who? Night Jewel. No. Well, she was a garbage glow-fi artist, um, and basically it sounds like a lot like she stole a lot of this sound <laughs> i mean i could i could really see it like i could see it sort of uses the same tones that uh um tori moi would use or uh um ariel pink yes um i got a lot of that vibe it's sort of the shared uh you know synthesizer sounds like microcorgs and shit but instead um, of, but instead of creating like poppy sounds he just creates these fun little almost like jazzy kind of improvisations yeah it actually um now that i'm I'm listening to it again it kind of reminds me of um you're not a twin peaks guy but uh uh angelo badalamenti uh longtime lynch collaborator sort of um has a similar palette to this like a lot of the music from twin peaks sort of sounds like it which also influenced um this uh second wave of dream pop and you know vaporwave and uh fucking glow-fi and all that shit that we're currently at the tail end of i guess i guess it's kind of over now um Um, god i hope so it's c-punk it's c-punk all day (laughs) you just you wait 
until C-Punk becomes the number one FM radio format in the country. Head- headlining Coachella, those big C-Punk Yes, that's my, that's my, that's my uh, 2018 prediction. C-Punk <laughs> takes over big. So invest now. <laughs> Get all your stock in C-Punk, folks. Yes. Um, but yeah, I really like this album. I would recommend this album to anyone. Um, I would put this on in front of my grandmother. Uh, uh, it, I would, I would play this at a party. It's great party music. Um, yeah, that, that's about that's about it. It's just fucking listen to it. It's I, incredible. I, it, it, I think it's incredible too. But again, I'm still not sure if it's like genius composition or just sort of this weird, this weirdo kitsch thing that somehow is, tr- is hitting all the right buttons for me. It reminded me of a lot like. Um, if you want to be that cool hit band when you know they're setting up the next band and like this is your this is the music you ask the sound guy to put on between sets yes I could see that yes so instead of them like being like hey let's put on like our sixth uh, drowning pool song between between sets uh, be like, or hey, at just- the drive-in if you're at a Terra Melo show <laughs> that was the weirdest um, uh, I was at when I saw Terra Melos in uh, Madison they played I think three at the drive-in songs and at, at, during, I think, the third one, Nick Reinhardt's setting up, he's like, could someone please fucking turn this garbage off? <laughs> Something to this extent. I'm like, oh, my God. I guess that's what happens when Cedric blocks you on Twitter. And when, uh, didn't, didn't Omar threaten him with a gun or something like that? Wait, what? Did you not read that? No. All right, I'll, sh- I'll share that with you after. Let's, let's get into this last album. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> the nice, simplistic... Electronica of Maman Sani evolve or devolves, depending on how you look in it, look at it, into this Beefheart esque madness that is Meridian Brothers. Yes, these uh, funny side note: it's only one guy, and when they play live, there's a lady, so they are never really the Meridian Brothers. I mean, on, um, band, on Bandcamp, the band image has five people. So, it, it, yeah, that's that's the live touring band. All the records are done um, uh, solo dolo. I saw in a NPR article. Oh, where's hashtag their t- NPR? Where's their Tiny Desk concert? I don't know. That would be awesome, though. I feel like they. I feel like a band like this could really nail it. They. Uh, it's sort of like uh, Captain Beefheart meets latin folk music in like uh like a chamber music setting that's how i would describe this album i feel i when you mentioned the beef reference when i after i first listened to it it started to make a lot more sense i kind of feel like this is how vampire weekend wants to sound but they're not cool enough to pull it off yeah that's damn that's a really good point (laughs) (laughs) this is like a cool vampire weekend and that and that makes them that really makes it sound a lot lamer than it is but that's a super apt description that I have to acknowledge. <laughs> it's just a strange fever dream. Uh, and most songs really are kind of like only two or three things going on at once, but they're at slightly different tempos or slightly different time signatures. So like they kind of line up perfectly for brief moments before wandering off in despondent directions, creating just a cacophony of, and the to- the the thing is too is the tones are just yes. un unsettling as all get up. Yes, they um, I I will say I will 
definitely tip my hat to um, whoever it is that writes the music here or does the arranging because, uh, you know, he really nails it with that. Like, there is there is no sound that won't make you be like, am I tripping acid at, like, my cousin's quinceanera or something <laughs> like that? Like, <laughs> uh, Which it, it sort of... I would say that's another good way to describe this because it sort of has that that innocence, but twisted, yes. rather than raw. <laughs> and oh, um, and just for clarification, this is Meridian Brothers Seven, which is not the seventh release by the Meridian Brothers by any stretch of the imagination. It's just yes. a release by them that they were like, "You want to be funny? If we call this the seventh one, yeah." So that's we're we're really chalking up. We're fact checking Meridian Brothers here, so they are not brothers. And uh, this is not their seventh album. You've been busted. So, yeah. <laughs> busted. Take a bite out of crime. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it, it has... Uh, uh, it's They're from Colombia, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and it Columbia. Has, it has some... It has those sort of... It, it, I'm looking I'm looking at the band camp and the background is a little statue of a virgin Mary and I'm like how fitting of like you're sitting at your aunt's house and you need to pray the rosary but yeah you probably accidentally ate one too many hash brownies before you got there and you're just like uh I'm not feeling I'm not feeling very good about this it reminds me of um did you ever see uh uh, uh what's it called Lo- Omar's second film Los Cheetos the second one that came out uh Los Cheetos is legitimately uh, unabashedly one of my favorite films of all time. And so it reminds me a bit of that, just that tone of unsettlingness. There, there's that cultural piece, but it's twisted up and yes. uh, and distorted. And so you're just like, I feel... And that's when you when you made the... You feel gross. And so when you made the Beefheart comment, that's what really sank it for me. I think I said that before, but it was... I remember when I first listened to Trap Mask Replica, and I'm like, I don't feel good about myself anymore. I really don't feel... I feel like I probably need to, like... Like, I got food poisoning, and I got... <laughs> and I got the same... The food. trout's gone bad! The, the trout's gone <laughs> don't bad. Don't eat folks. the trout! And I got the same vibe from this Meridian Brothers record of, like, I feel sick to my stomach, but my stomach feels fine. But it's the soundtrack to an upset stomach. Yes. You've you've eaten one too many uh, enchiladas, and um, it's it's a bad time, man. Um, but yeah, I would say this album is 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 definitely the the most difficult to sink its uh, sink one's teeth into. Yes. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it has it has a little. It's it's pretty cool. It's a, I would I would sort of say this is uh this could be the soundtrack to another film like uh like a los cheetos type thing something um a little bit twisted something uh indie a little bit uh off kilter um, yeah i think there there's some pretty good tracks in here um i would say that uh errante um the errante one that one was pretty good mm-hmm. uh which has uh it has the 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 conga loop in the background yes um uh, there a lot of it um you know sort of has that similar style i would say that half of it is is probably like a like a chamber music slash free jazz type thing by way of south america and um the other half of it are these fun little children's songs you know, through a, a kaleidoscopic lens. Yes. Um, 
and uh <laughs> I don't know it's it's hard to talk about because it's uh it's just so bizarre um yeah the only uh real landing point I would find is uh you know as you said it's it's definitely there's a beef art thing going on I would also say it sort of reminded me of um uh, the no wave movement that happened in New York in the late seventies, um, stuff sure. like, uh, James chance, you know, stuff that just sort of sounds like a train that's like, you know, moments <laughs> before it flies off the tracks, like it's still on the tracks. It's, it's ricketying, um, that L train that you're taking to Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's sort of where this album lies. Um, This album is always like one polyrhythm off from complete, completely dissolving into chaos. Yes, which um, it's a, it's a feat. It's a, it's a feat. Like that's that's one thing that I like about albums like this is that uh, it does take real masterwork to be able to keep it together um, and keep it falling apart all at once. Right. You know? And I so that when I saw the photo of there's a I think it's German Wikipedia I had to go to actually find an article about these guys and there's a picture of them as a, as a live setup I'm like I don't even want to know how they perform this live it's got to be not easy I wonder I wonder what the changes are like live they um, keep it together more or they don't because like uh, um, Coltrane for instance uh, you know he puts out ascension but then live he would play uh a version of it that's 10 minutes shorter and actually like you can you can pick out melodies and stuff like that and it's not just uh sound madness um did you feel this album was too long by chance at at, at an hour and eight minutes yes um i think it could have very comfortably uh trimmed itself by a track or two uh like i wish that Meridian Brothers and uh, Mamane Sani had like a deal where they're like, "Hey, we'll give you uh, <laughs> we'll give you two tracks off our album, and uh, <laughs> you could be you could be you know forty five or fifty minutes, and uh, we'll we'll sit comfortably at fifty, that and uh, and then they shake and then they kiss. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, like the, <laughs> the second track, uh, Devotion, is. 11 and a half minutes and it's got a that fun- track i liked that was it's, another track i liked. it is super funky it's it's a fun time it's just also 11 and a half minutes yep um and there's others there's one i forget what track it is but it it legit just sounds like a children's parade of nightmares and it goes on for two minutes too long because at that point i'm just sobbing tears i'm like please let this end i can't take it anymore my childhood is over you've wrecked it why um that it felt a little too long. Um, there, were, I I could not get behind the final track because the all the vocals are pitch shifted, and after a while, that pitch shifty tone just drives me nuts. Especially because I have no context as to what they're talking about because it's all not none of it's sung in English, obviously. Um, but it's so after a while, the album did feel a little like a slog. I think it could have gone from a had a little bit of a diet. It really would have sharpened it up a bit more, especially because a lot of the songs despite their erraticism are simplistic in the sense of like it's two three pieces kind of on a loop and so it and obviously the interplay is there's the vocals on top of it it's like how do those three two or three pieces intertwine with each other but if 
if there was, I think if they were each just a little bit shorter, it could have really sharpened it up. It's to the point where, you know, I'm kind of losing faith in this this track. Um, let's oh, and now we're not to the next one as opposed to like, hey, I'm good here, I'm done here. Oh shit, there's another two minutes of this. Yeah, you should put this album on Weight Watchers. <laughs> That's that's my general feeling on it. And it's a shame because it kind of like I feel that that's the the thing that would make me not recommend this album is is just that it is a slog to sit through, um, to find the the little nuggets in there. Whereas I feel like these other two, it's the right length. You yes. know what I mean? Like it's it's got a good pacing, it's got um a good spread of songs like Electro Domesticos, the one issue is that Hitler's on it. Um <laughs> the one and issue. uh the 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 music behind it is all right, but right, like right. you know, that sucks and um I don't know. Like uh my personal version of this that I that I keep on my hard drive is uh thirty eight minutes. Um so I feel that uh in my mind I could have cut uh, you know, a half hour off of this and, and it would have been a stronger record. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, there's enough cool ideas that you want to show it to someone, but you're, you're not going to be like, hey, we're going to sit and listen to this whole thing because it's, it's, it's exhausting. Unless you're really into this kind of, I don't know what genre I'd put this in, but if you're really into it, that'd be, uh, it makes sense, but, as uh, you know, the other two albums because they're sort of short and sweet. Um, they, you know, if you don't like them, they end before you really get sick of it. This is it. It it just goes on for a little too long. But I don't dis. But I don't dislike any of it. I just wish it like if you would cut this in half and release this two albums separately. I'm on board. I'm on board. So I'm like I'm a soft recommend. I'm stream it on Bandcamp before you you plunk down the money to purchase it uh, because it's it's definitely a, a quirky little one. Yes, fan, fans of Vampire Weekend, take note. <laughs> this is real music. <laughs> if you want the party to empty out, except for the weirdos, you put this on at like two in the morning, when yes. everyone's like a little too drunk, and you're just going to disturb everybody. I mean, my uh, my my go to has always been and will forever be uh, on the corner, Miles Davis, because it's like everybody's at that point, and everybody's like, okay, this is in four four, but. I don't know. Some, some, something's going on here. <laughs> something's not right. Something's not right. That uh, that watch trumpet is really spicy. <laughs> uh, well, I think we I think we nailed it as, as we always do. Um, just a, a, a fun collection of three albums to check out that are gonna I think expand your horizons a little bit, give you some new influences and ideas, and uh, don't don't sound like a Vampire Weekend. Yeah, you can you can become like one of those memes that have all the Alex Gray drawings, <laughs> and you can brag about. It. You ever hear? You ever hear of La Electro Comidas? They're from Chile. You probably haven't heard of them. You could be that I, shitty person. I know you're probably like, but wait, Chile is the form of soup or stew. They're a and then I have to be like, nah, you meathead. This is deep. It's got Chilean porn on electronic music. It's really highbrow. You become that shitty person if you listen to this. Don't you want to? Yes. (laughs) Uh, 
Don't you want to be that guy who updates the German Wikipedia page with the source of the Chilean porno? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, you got anything to plug before we wrap up here? I got nothing to plug. I don't either. Uh, tune in next time. Chris and I will talk about what we liked in 2017, what we didn't like, and other bold predictions besides C-Punk taking over the world. Yeah, snubs and flubs. Nice. And uh, cheer- cheers and jeers. TV Guide, we're taking it back. <laughs>